back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Well, friends, great to be back with you. Thanks so much for joining us for the Frontier Freedom Hour. Uh, We are very excited because just in a few months, we're going to be hosting the annual Western Conservative Summit. The Western Conservative Summit is one of the largest annual gatherings of Christians and conservatives in in the Western United States. Uh, Really an absolutely critical event as we elevate kind of our section of the country. If you go to a lot of other conservative events out there, they won't talk about the issues that directly affect the Western United States. So the Western Conservative Summit's critical. We also get some of the greatest conservative minds to come to Colorado, which I love. So the people you get, you watch on Fox News, on OAN, on Newsmax, you listen to on Conservative Talk Radio, the Salem Network, uh, they will be at the Western Conservative Summit, and you'll get a chance to hear from them. Now, we have only had one speaker that has spoken at all 12 Western Conservative Summits and will be speaking again at the 13th Western Conservative Summit. He holds the records for all of these. He's the founder and president of the Center for Security Policy. His name's Frank McNulty, at, or Frank Gaffney, sorry. Frank Gaffney, uh, founder and president of the Center of Security Policy, acting assistant secretary of defense for international security affairs during the Reagan administration. He's got one of the most brilliant minds when it comes to really what's happening on the international stage. And I know all of us that have been watching what's happening globally are concerned about the way our country is being led. So uh, Frank Gaffney is going to provide some insight for us during the Western Conservative Summit. He's kind kind enough to join us now on the Frontier Freedom Hour. Frank, are you there? I am. Congratulations on the the show, and and, uh, thanks for allowing me to be the last man standing. (laughs) uh, Very run. I'm very grateful to you for allowing me to continue to come to one of my favorite events in the entire year. I think it's only appropriate. You've been with every Western Conservative Summit. You're on the very first Frontier Freedom Hour. Uh, so uh, we are grateful for wow. your support and commitment of, uh, of the work at the Centennial Institute. So, Frank, we've, we're facing a lot of challenges globally. Uh, give us your take on, uh, you know, the president's current leadership, uh, how things are going, and maybe give us a little sneak peek as to what you're going to talk about at the Western Conservative Summit. I'm delighted to do that. But before I do, let me just say, I think the work of the Centennial Institute, which, of course, is on display big time at the annual Western Conservative Summit, is of surpassing importance. I'm privileged to you know, partner with you whenever I can, and uh, the leadership that you provide both to the Institute and, I think, to the conservative movement, Jeff, is really um, extraordinary. I don't think you get nearly the credit you deserve, but uh, it, it's um, just been to watch you grow into the role that you're in now, uh, to see the incredible, exciting improvements you've made in the program over the years. And uh, I just am thrilled to uh, be able to say, I think we're going to have a great program this time around, too. I'm looking forward to talking about what on earth the Biden administration is doing to our country, Hmm. uh, both, unfortunately, domestically and internationally. And uh, I've come to characterize it as a wrecking operation, because I don't think you can really do justice to it if you think it's just, you know, incompetence. Uh, 
uh, or even malfeasance. <laughs> it's a purposeful takedown of our country. And the point that I'm going to be hammering home, as I often do in these settings, is we have to ask who's benefiting from this. And my view of it is uh, the principal beneficiary, uh, no matter whether it's destroying our borders and having literally millions of people invade our country, which we'll be talking about, I know, on a number of parts of the program, or whether it's the you know response to COVID-19 and the, the lockdowns and the, well, the sort of social credit system that's been instituted uh, along the trail, whether it's Afghanistan, whether it's the, uh, I think, uh, substantial hash up with respect to Ukraine, wherever you look, Jeff, uh, energy security, not least, you see a principal beneficiary being the Chinese Communist Party. Mm. So there's a there's a common denominator that it's harmful to the United States. There's another common denominator that uh, the Chinese communists have been uh, very much um, obtaining real benefit from what Biden has done. And the question that I hope we'll be able to explore, and, and I always look forward to talking to people both from the stage and, and in the halls, is, is he taking direction? Mm. As he does this from Xi Jinping, you know, you hear these four hour, three hour, two and a half hour conversations. All of us who've watched Joe Biden over the past 15 months know he couldn't possibly carry on a conversation in which he's really playing an active role for more than probably 15 minutes. So I have the feeling that most of the rest of the time between the translation and so on is um, actually Xi Jinping dictating terms to him. Well, and to your point, Frank, uh, you know, all this news is coming out. Conservatives have known it for years that Hunter Biden was the bag man for a very corrupt family that was taking money and orders from foreign governments. And uh, Fox News and Fox Digital has done a good job uh, kind of exploring that. And, you know, all the mainstream media hid this for for the election for very clear purposes. And now that information's coming out, that this is a family that can easily be bought and paid for. And then, uh, as a result, direct U.S. policy. And so uh, talk a little bit about kind of the role that Hunter Biden plays with uh, this kind of whole scheme that the Biden family has set up. Well, just a little bit of backstory on this. Uh, You don't have to take our word for it, do you, Jeff? Um, We have Hunter Biden's laptop. And it's not just the laptop that, you know, the New York Post you know, first sort of brought to public attention principally, uh, you know, shortly before the election. But there's an awful lot more to it that uh, a friend of mine, Banana Jack Maxey, I think you know, has been um, unveiling now uh, for some time, but but it's really been, I, I think, his purpose, and he's, he's off in Zurich, Switzerland at the moment, unveiling this, I think, literally as we speak, to make it readily accessible. And and the reason that this hadn't come to light before is you had to really do some serious forensic uh, investigations and and rabbit hole explorations 
to find, you know, the links and the citations and the cross-references and all the rest of it. And what Jack has done, I think, which has translated into even the New York Times and now the Washington Post acknowledging that this stuff is real uh, and it is evidence of exactly what you said. Uh, Hunter Biden being the bagman for the big guy and basically going into anybody who was interested in corruption of the uh, initially senator from Delaware and the vice president of the United States and the candidate for the presidency and now the president himself, the commander in chief of our country. And they've gotten to him and they've enriched him massively. And I think he's an owned entity now of uh, not just, unfortunately, our most mortal enemy, the Chinese Communist Party, as I say, but the Russians, uh, various Ukrainian, you know, oligarchs and corrupt actors and, uh, and who knows who all else. But the trouble is, Jeff, that this really, at the end of the day, it's a tragedy. It's it's pathetic, especially Hunter's uh, you know particular you know peculiar peculiarities and predilections. But it's a national security threat, mm-hmm. and I personally believe that Joe Biden has to be removed from office uh, either voluntarily or involuntarily as soon as possible in light of the danger that it represents to our country. So, how does explain to me and to our listeners how does Russia invading Ukraine and all the uproar that's happening over there benefit the Chinese government? Well, in a couple of ways. Um, I think they've not been particularly pleased at Putin's performance in all of this. I think that they, like him, thought that, uh, you know, this was going to be all wrapped up in a couple of days and and, um, uh, nobody would be the worse for it other than, of course, the Ukrainians. It hasn't come to pass in quite that way, has it? Um, I think, though, they've nonetheless benefited from it. First of all, they got to see firsthand a dress rehearsal of what might happen if they invaded Taiwan. Mm. So I think this has been a, an educational thing for them. I think they've seen things that they, they will do differently as a result. They've learned from, um, and they've figured out, I suspect, ways to try to navigate around some of the harm that's been done to Putin and his economy and so on. Um, another way in which they've benefited is that I think they've greatly uh, enhanced this um, partnership, the strategic partnership, uh, no limits strategic partnership is the way they've described it in a 5,000-word joint statement that was released um, at the beginning of what we call the genocide games. That that partnership is very much with Putin as the junior partner and the Chinese Communist Party as the senior partners, but um, they want desperately to get their hands on Putin's national resources and territory and military um, technologies and the like. And I think that uh, as a result of uh, all of this uh, isolation of Putin, They've been a principal beneficiary in that regard. And Frank, and we've got to we've got to leave it at that. I want to thank you so much for being on. You can learn more about the Western Conservative Summit June third and fourth by visiting westernconservativesummit.com. Well, that wraps up the Frontier Freedom Hour. As a reminder, for a cowboy, courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyways. We'll talk to you next week. God bless you all. <laughs>